Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bingetown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Dave, Luke, and Jimmy. We are hitting you guys with episode one and two of WandaVision, titled episode one and episode two, <laughs> respectively. This is the first MCU content we've had in a long time. Hype. Uh, so we were very excited to get it. Not exactly what we wanted. Still good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it just for the Easter eggs and everything. And it, it was very nostalgic to the classics of Bewitched and I Love Lucy and all that good stuff. So let me set the context about some of our fandoms for the Marvel Universe. Because if you've listened to anything else we've put out on Bingetown TV, you know that we're mostly fantasy or sci-fi or drama streaming originals stuff like that that's usually what we stick to but marvel is one of our favorite hobbies just as a friend group collectively we've bonded on it since we were kids and we all haven't read every single one of the comics but most of us know the main themes and all the main storylines that are going on but i think everyone that will be on this podcast has seen every single marvel movie almost every single marvel show that's relevant to the main story but uh, Jimmy, who is our resident Marvel comics expert, is going to be fact checking a lot of things that the rest of us are saying because he's he's the guy. He knows he knows his shit, and we're we're just going to be reacting as a little bit more of a casual Marvel fans compared to him, who he has he has more of the depth. Knowledge. Yeah, Jimmy is known locally as the comic book juggernaut in our <laughs> group. So, oh, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that one before, but I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually really interested to hear what you guys thought of these two episodes, because my take was that you kind of need some comic book knowledge to and some prior theories to be able to get through these two in a way where you think they have anything to do with the MCU future. In a vacuum, these two episodes are literally two sitcoms. Dick Van Dyke was the first one they're based off of, and the second one was Bewitched, and Paul was saying, I love Lucy. And it was maybe 50 minutes of total airtime, and maybe, what, three minutes, two minutes of that time was used to set us up for Easter eggs and things that are keeping us going, actually. I did appreciate the fact that they were really, really good at making an homage to these sitcoms like they were really good for what they were and elizabeth olsen and paul bettany freaking killed it i thought it was hilarious that when the show starts the wandavision show it's not starring elizabeth olsen and paul bettany it's it's starring wanda maximoff and vision so it's pretty obvious right away that this is show within a show and i think overall once the nine episodes are done this is going to be considered revolutionary groundbreaking like the total story is going to be crazy but i also think the first two episodes were a little slow especially for casual viewers i can see why they definitely want to drop episode one and two together because can you imagine episode one coming out and having your feelings about that and then going into episode two a week later and having the same feelings like holy shit nothing really is happening mm-hmm. you know, i feel not- um, yeah, no, I just want to agree with you that I like they dropped the first two episodes. I mean, being able to watch them back to back and see that they weren't, you know, what I was fully expecting right right away. It's good to know that they just wanted to get these ones out of the way, essentially, and then set up the scenes for the future episodes. I'll get my uh, harsh opinions out of the way because I thought they were really boring. And I yeah. <laughs> I'm someone who I consider myself 
a little bit above a casual comics fan and I still, this wasn't enough for me. I get the whole nostalgia take on it, but you have nine episodes and you're going to spend two of them doing nothing. To me, it felt like this could have all been summed up in one because where I think we're going is like we get color at the very end of the episode and then we're going to start doing a different type of sitcom. Maybe we're going to get more and more clues and it's got to be more direct with like the radio thing that's going on, but whatever it is, I just, I feel like this is a hard sell to people that don't bleed Marvel. Yeah, I totally feel you, Luke, because Kathleen is probably our host that knows the least about Marvel. She hasn't even watched all the movies, but she wants to watch every show that we watch because she's a master podcaster and she just she's wants committed. to watch. Yeah, she's committed. So she, But she texted us saying, what the hell's going on? I don't know. And you can't really watch this if you don't know Marvel or the MCU Unless you're just someone who's a little bit older, who's appreciating shows they used to love when they were younger. To go off that, when I used to go to my grandparents when I was real young, they would put on Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, Bewitched, and all the classics. So I did grow up with that when I was real young, and they just did a great job of tying this MCU superhero to the old time Dick Van Dyke. Like yep. we can, we can just jump in, but just to like set the first episode, I mean, it's just them moving into a new house and the way they walk through the door and, you know, visions carrying Wanda, but vision phases through and like kind of drops her. Like that's exactly the comedy that they were put in, but they're putting on like this futuristic MCU twist and all this other stuff. And like the way she's moving all the pots and pans and everything, it did make, it, it was exactly the same show, it felt and like. Is this the direct aftermath of Endgame, Avengers Endgame? Like, have we not seen them on screen in between the two? So, all we know is that Scarlet Witch killed Vision. The time was reversed by Thanos. Thanos killed Vision. And then... Dust. Yeah, and then Scarlet Witch was part of the Endgame story. But otherwise, Vision's supposed to be dead, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he still could be. Like, do you think you guys think Vision is alive, or do you think this? I got is... plenty of theories for that. Okay, so. <laughs> gotcha. Universe <laughs> could to totally be created to hold Wanda herself in, and it could be all built around her, yeah. getting her to a specific goal. So you're right that the Vision could just be there. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're not going to talk about what happened in the episode from a story perspective. I I mean, the first episode, they're just moving in. He has a dinner with his boss, all this other stuff. Not going to go through that really because it didn't pertain to the MCU per se, but we can talk about exactly what Jimmy was saying, theories, what we think is going to happen or little details that we saw. And obviously for me, for the first one was the commercial break. It was the toaster, which fucking loved how they said, is your husband tired of you burning his toast? (laughs) (laughs) It was just like classic back in the day, like world, the world was built for a man. It was crazy. It was Stark toaster. And I think, I don't know if you were going to say this, Jimmy, but apparently the toaster had a, basically there are people theorizing that the advertisements that appear in the episodes are basically connected to the Scarlet Witch's actual story. Mm-hmm. So the toaster was a, like was symbolic of a bomb. Her parents both, you know, remember they watched the Stark bomb land mm. 
and it blew I, I was, up in their face because it kind of had a timer that was beeping as if it was a bomb. It had a fucking red light and everything. Like it, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to blow up on the spot personally. Um, yeah, that's that's true. They were so, they heard the tick tick tick, and they were waiting for it to go off. And the whole thing with you know Quicksilver and Wandavision was in Age of Ultron. They go through the story. Wandavision, Scarlet Witch. <laughs> So, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, Wanda, you're <laughs> um, is the shell does hit their house and they're sitting there waiting for it to go off, but it never does. And that's when they see the Stark industry written on the side of it. So exactly what you're saying. I didn't realize that in the first place. You hear the tick, tick, tick. You're waiting for it to go off. And it's just and then, toast. Toast yeah, is yeah. ready. <laughs> gotcha. So I did like that. Now, now that you point that out, that it did look like a bomb. Yeah, that was like one of the few Easter eggs that I came across personally. So what you guys are saying with the toaster, uh, the Stark Industries thing, that was a big thing. Obviously, we're in black and white here, and that's the first little bit of red we see, the light. And mm. something important that they say in the commercial is forget your past. This is the future. So, yep. You know, we we don't know exactly what's going to happen with the forget your past is your future thing, but we know that this has to do with Wanda, and if she wants to forget her past, maybe because she knows Vision's dead, or because she does definitely ask multiple times throughout these two episodes, like, is this real? Maybe it's all in episode mm-hmm. two, but she keeps saying, like, is this real? Is this happening? In episode one, at the dinner, they were asking her, "Where did you guys come from? Why'd you come here?" And she just didn't know she was like how did we get here that it doesn't make any like sense it's it's so lines up with just the idea of being in a dream right like you don't yeah. know how you got to this point what's going on you can't you don't really question all the weird things that are going on and that's just what it feels like it feels like this whole this whole thing is just a creation to to hold in scarlet witch and she looked yeah, so, beautiful this episode by the way she looked great so I love elizabeth olsen so jimmy uh did you have any other theories for the episode one related couple of fun Easter eggs we can go through. Another thing that I thought was funny was Vision's tie. Uh, whenever he's in business attire or going to work in these episodes, he has his, his tie with the little diamond symbol, just like the one that he has on his superhero Vision chest. He does that in the comics, too. So I guess that was a little homage to that. Now, this is the big one for me, and we are going to get to that later. It was something big in the trailer and a big theory that was going on for a long time because of the teasers. When... They're having the dinner party. There's a wine bottle and the wine bottles label says Mason du Mepri. Oh, which, dude, your French is awful, man. Um, <laughs> Maison du Marie. Maison du Marie. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bro. So, Got you. So that translates to House of Misery. Yes. We oh, know uh, if you just do House of M. That's a big teaser. Now, I don't know if that's just an Easter egg for fun or if it's going to tell us what's coming in the future. Who knows? But a couple more things. This one is kind of a reach, but I thought it was actually crazy. I didn't get this one at all. So I read online, you know how in episode one, they're doing the sitcom typical, what's the date? What is that for? What is that? And they're both pretending like they remember, but they don't. Right. And it's August 23rd. So 823. If you flip that, if you look at the date the way some other people look at it, where they do 23 slash 8. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So issue 238 of the Avengers comic is Vision trying to reactivate himself. And the only reason why I said, okay, maybe this is not just bullshit is because the cover of it has Monica Rambeau. And she's a big part of episode two and is going to be a big part of this season. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I thought it was funny. No, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that just just based on that, there's no way that isn't mm-hmm. built, meant to be something. And I was looking at their address. They're 2800. Is that anything? People were thinking that that's Earth 2800. So yeah, the main storylines on the Marvel Universe comic-wise is under Earth 616, but there is an Earth 2800. So people were thinking that might be something. Um, now, what did you guys think of Agnes? How did you feel about her character? She was the neighbor, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I I wasn't thinking anything uh, to her character specifically. I thought about it to other characters um, like Jerlene or Dottie. I was thinking they could be sure. re- real life people that are actual agents of we'll get to that in a little bit geraldine yeah he said jereen but it was geraldine Geraldine. (laughs) Geraldine, dude so you're right because geraldine is the actual actress who's going to play monica rambo so that's oh okay the the way they would interact in the camera angles were just very different from when somebody else was and they were almost like focusing on it so i was thinking all right We'll get into that in episode two. Yeah, I also I did the research. I mean, I was like, who are these people? What are their significance? So I kind of have the understanding that her name in the, the show is Agnes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was reading some things about uh, what's the character's name? Like Agatha. Agatha Harkness. Yeah. 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 So I was kind of reading into that, which like, I don't know if these are spoilers or not, but I'm just like, I just love the MCU universe so much. I just want to research everything that happens like right away. Like well, Marvel's just so good at doing these Easter eggs and, you know, making you wait till the very end to see things that will progress the story further. So I'm just always interested in catching them right away. So I kind of got the background on that, but I don't know the specifics of her character. It's interesting because again, if you don't know the comics, even I, I like recognize the, the name Agatha Harkness and I know, but I didn't read any of the comics she was actually in. I just know it because I like the comics. She was actually a, another witch and she's supposed to be an old lady. Like she was like survived the Salem witch trials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was pretty much like a mentor to Scarlet Witch, teaching her her powers and everything. And then at some point she turns into a villain. And I think she's pretty much back and forth between villain and mentor throughout Scarlet Witch's storylines in the comics. But again, if you're not someone who knows the comics, this could just be, oh, that's Agnes. You, you have no idea. So it could just be an Easter egg. It could be something that, you know, something that they're throwing at the comic lovers, or it could just be something that's foreshadowing and giving the comic lovers something to be the first ones to figure out. I like her from Step Brothers. Yeah. I hope she's going to be in it later because she is funny. And the, her, her intro, hi, your neighbor to the right, my right, not your right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'll be good if she ends up being Agatha Harkness, then she'll be maybe in more after WandaVision. You know, be because nice. she's a great actress. She's She's hilarious. And I mean, she was great at acting in the time period that she was supposed to be. She oh, still should have hit us with the, uh, I want to curl you into a ball and shove you up my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for that line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I really enjoyed too. Just that mystery about all these characters. But getting into Agatha Harkness, she was apparently the, like one of the first witches in the Salem witch trial that was hunted down. And like we were saying, she was the mentor of Scarlet Witch, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And with Scarlet Witch, obviously her powers were given to her when she was being experimented on by Strucker. And we'll get into that in episode two. 
that's how her and Quicksilver got the powers because they couldn't be called mutants. And we don't know if when mutants are in- introduced into the MCU that she's going to then be considered a mutant or mm-hmm. she's just going to stay separate. I guess we'll just have to see. In the dinner scene, we get this really weird interaction. We already talked about it a bit. The The boss is asking them, where'd you guys come from? Why did you choose to move here? And Wanda just doesn't know. She doesn't answer. And there's this weird 20 seconds that felt like an hour of the boss choking and Kitty from that 70s show. Cause I can't yeah. think of it. I just saw, I was name. only thinking of Kitty. That's all. Yeah. I Cause she played like the exact same character as she did in that 70s yeah. show. He literally in the same like time period too. Um, she's saying like, stop it, stop it, stop it all over again to her husband. That's choking. And the camera zooming in on Wanda. She's just kind of staring straight. Eventually she says, vision help what do you guys think that meant because obviously she doesn't know why she got there it's as luke was saying it's a dream you just accept it but what was the stop it stop it all over again and the weird so so in my mind this was one of two scenes between these two episodes that really captivated me like really drew me into the episode my thought is that Maybe it's someone from like the outside world, like maybe she's in a coma or something and she's hearing someone from the outside world kind of speaking to maybe someone else, but she's hearing someone say, stop it. And that's kind of what I thought of in the second scene, which we'll get to eventually. But my mind is that it's something in the real world that's actually going on that's trying to get through to her personally but and I, I think that's everything i think that's the radio i think that's all these yeah, little messages. that was that that was the scene in the second episode i was referring to it was the radio yeah i think anytime any of these happens it's something actually from the real world trying to get her attention uh what did you guys think about the fact that vision didn't move either until she said save him i mean like you said paul it felt like 10 minutes of the guy choking and they both stood there not doing anything is vision being controlled by her because I think reality, I think that it's just it's Wanda's world and nothing can happen without Wanda making it happen. And maybe she doesn't know it. Maybe she's she doesn't realize she's controlling it. But everything needs to go through Wanda, if that so makes sense. that brings me to a question, then what is the point of having any of the vision scenes when he's by himself, like at work and with the boys, he says the boys later. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I just don't get that because what's the point of him having his own story when nothing matters if it's only Wanda related? I was thinking the exact same thing, Luke, when it would just cut away, he would go to work or yeah, exactly what you said. The boys, maybe it's because it relates to Wanda in his interactions later on in their plans. But I agree. It's, it almost seems weird to follow somebody who has no control over. It would be like following an NPC in a yeah. random story. Right? It doesn't matter yeah. what they do. Yeah. And is that just for the audience? Is that for Wanda? But based on some theories we're going to get into later about whether she's doing it to herself or someone's doing it to her, you can just say that she's trying to do it to herself or whether someone's doing it to her, you're trying to create this life that she's believing. So again, you would think like if vision's going to work and it has nothing to do with Wanda, Wanda should just be walking around the house doing her thing. And vision kind of could just stand there out front and do nothing because it doesn't matter if he's at work, but creating this whole visual reality, you know, I, I think it's just for our sake, just making it all seem like one world. 
Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think as we're talking more and more that it is it could be self-inflicted. Wanda like could have put herself into like a coma, basically the equivalent of a coma using her powers. And this is someone, an ally even that's trying to wake her up so she, they can bring her back to reality to help with whatever goes on to be the Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man stuff that's right. going to happen in the MCU. That's just what I'm thinking. And I honestly I feel like as we've been talking about, it, I've been leaning more that direction rather than her having been put in this by an enemy. The last thing that I have, and I don't know if you guys caught this, but one of the big things about this episode is finally at the end, it zooms out and someone's watching the TV, watching the sitcom. They have a notebook and now it's obvious that it's a show within a show, which we knew, but Mm -hmm. it's showing us that finally. And the notebook has a symbol on it and the symbol is for sword. Mm-hmm. In the comics, SWORD is for Sentient World Observation Response Division, and it's mainly for the universe. So we got S.H.I.E.L.D. on Earth, SWORD in space. But in the MCU, it's actually called Sentient Weapon Observation Response Division, which I think they're still going to be similar, but changing world to weapon is, you know, people were saying, okay, well, that's why it makes sense that they could be watching Wanda because she's, she could be a weapon if she's <coughs> the one that's controlling this reality herself. I like that because the way I was thinking is after I saw the desk and them writing notes, I was thinking, okay, this is this is probably a sword aircraft. This is probably exactly what Luke was saying. Wanda is in a coma or she's in this altered state and nobody can reach her, get into her, snap her out of it. And that's why they're watching this. And they somehow have it hooked up so they can see her thoughts. And that's what the TV is. That's what the WandaVision is. It, it'll be very refreshing to have this whole season out oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and actually know what's going forward. Yeah, that's episode one. It was great for sitcom lovers. It was great with the acting. Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, phenomenal actors. They know their character so that they're a character within a character. Like <laughs> I said, it was sweet that they're saying it, it was starring Wanda Maximoff and Vision. How hilarious is it, too, that everyone calls him Vision and everyone's like wondering why that's his freaking name? Yeah, it's, it's not just a, a, a regular name you come across in the streets and everyone's just for it. Anything I else agree. for episode one that you guys wanted to touch on? Should we just no, jump I think right we can in? Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Now, starting with episode two, this is Paul, like you're saying, going back to your sitcoms. It was a bewitched opening. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple quick Easter eggs in this. This is again, like, only for the the comic readers i would say in the beginning you see vision when it's the the cartoon version in the credits he's phasing through his front door and you could see to the i guess to the left diagonal is a helmet and it's grim reaper's helmet it's just another villain from vision's comics in the grocery store with wanda there's a bova milk sign and Bova is the midwife in the comics for the mother of Wanda and Pietro. So That's so cool. Yeah. And last thing is Annie A's kitty litter is another thing in the grocery store. And that's just another Agatha Harkness Easter egg because in the comics, she's known as Auntie Agatha. Gotcha. Uh, and not, not an MCU Easter egg, just like a bewitched Easter egg. They have two separate beds because you couldn't show a man and woman laying in the same bed together back in yep. the day. That was that way was, too scandalous. So they they had separate beds. Yeah, and that was like an I Love Lucy thing too because I think back in the day they're in separate beds as well. 
So the, quickly, the premise of this episode is it's just another like old school sitcom kind of premise where Vision and Wanda are going to be part of a fundraiser for the children, which I think that's another Easter egg I'll get into in a little bit. But, for the children. And they're going to be doing a magic show. And the plot is basically leading them up to the magic show at the end. This episode opened up with... It was the middle of the night and there was the banging on the house. Not the good kind of banging. No, 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 no. They eventually got to it, though. Yeah, at they the end did. Of the scene. But it, it was the, the sound that was coming out, and I'm pretty sure they're doing it on purpose. It was so out of place with the rest of the sounds for the you know black and white TV show. It sounded harsh, and it was mm-hmm. like somebody was trying to wake Wanda up, which she did wake up in the middle of the night. And I just thought it was hysterical how they're these superpowers, super insanely powerful people. And Vision was too scared to go up and check what it was. Yeah, exactly. That's the kind of thing that's going to piss off a lot of people, though. It's just like, what are we doing? It just feels like they're time wasting. Mm -hmm. But this episode has a lot more, I think. We could just start going through it because we get introduced to some new characters uh, being Dottie, who seems like she could be a little bit more important. Especially with every time she was in a scene, things were weirder than normal. Things are mm-hmm. weirder than they've been. So is that is that what we meet right after they do their little fake their practice presentation in the first scene? We we have the neighbor Agnes showing Wanda to meet this new girl Dottie, who's basically the head of everything. She's she's helps people in the community get into schools. She does she runs all the fundraisers. She's like the the bitchy it girl in the head bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, real quick, before, right before we got to that scene, the, the the end of the opening scene post intro where it was Wanda and Vision doing the magic trick. Right before Vision leaves, Wanda has a line where she's like looking Viz right in the eyes. Everything gets quiet and says, "This is our home now. I want us to fit in." And mm-hmm. the way I took that is like, "This is like this is the future. This is what's happening. This is what I want." Instead of she's convincing herself, she's convincing herself that she's living in this perfect world instead of a world without Viz. And yeah, and there's there's another part that I didn't bring up. Apparently, I think it's the intro to the first episode where they show when she's buying the house and it's his home is where you make it. Mm. So, again, it's another thing where she's making it what she wants it to be. Yeah, gotcha. Another thing really quick that I don't know if you guys caught, but the cabinet of mysteries that they're doing the magic trick with, if you look at the design, it's the Mind Stone. That's actually really cool. So, yeah, we're introduced to Dottie. She's the head bitch, Luke. And another part of Wanda's storyline is that she's going to try to fit in with that group as well. And, you know, you can tell that she just doesn't fit in. You guys want to get into the... Actually, let's get into the toy helicopter. I mean, that happens before she goes to see Dottie. So I was just going to say, please, someone enlighten me on this helicopter, because the significance to me was I might have it might have just been way too obvious for me to know, but it was going over my head. Can I um? can I guess before Jimmy breaks it down? Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, because yeah. I mean, I don't have a full breakdown. So, yeah. <laughs> so the way I pictured it um, or thought of it, obviously, it had the sword logo on it again. Yep. And. Why she saw remote control helicopter is because maybe after Endgame and everything happened, she when she originally went into this crazy state, maybe they like somehow got her into 
basically able to could like hold her down and got her into a helicopter, brought her to like a different place and brought her basically to a, a sword uh, safe house. So that's okay. what I thought. So that's what I thought the helicopter was. Like she basically got not kidnapped, but taken somewhere else via that helicopter. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea. I mean, your guess is as good as mine with the actual significance. The only thing that I will say about the helicopter is obviously it's colored. You know, it's Iron Man colored. Mm -hmm. You know, so again, there's a lot of things with Stark Industries and Iron Man with her background and the sword logo. You know, that's really it. You know, so there's nothing really we can guess besides. And so that's a good guess what you're saying. Another guess that I was thinking was maybe like it's a helicopter trying to penetrate her reality and she just turned it into a toy because uh. we can tell later she does control this because she rewinds it when she doesn't want Beekeeper to show up. And we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I mean, that's I don't have any other guesses. Luke, do you have anything else for that or no, not at all. I just yeah. Wrote, yeah the only thing I had down was just that it had the sword symbol on it. Yeah, every time we see color, it's it's red or yellow yeah. or, or a red tint to it. And even at the end of this episode, when we get all color, there's still a red tint to everything. So yeah. I, you, you were saying Iron Man. I initially thought that it was just talking about Wanda because, you know, she's... She wears red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's her yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and Viz. Viz is, has got that red tint, too. So yeah. Everything's just kind of revolving around Wanda. Yeah, so I don't know if this is the exact order, but we have the Strucker Watches commercial. Mm -hmm. Anyone want to jump in? You catch anything on that? So got the Hydra symbol. Hell yeah! The I actually didn't even see the Hydra symbol. That's sweet. Was that on there? Yeah. (laughs) So this is Strucker, obviously, and you were talking about Strucker was doing the experiments, right? Yep. For I for some reason because of like the Unlau over the U like the two dots, it looked like Striker, mm. even though it was pronounced Strucker. And I know Striker is spelled a different way, but I was thinking of you know Striker from the X Men. Yeah, yeah, who was doing all the testing on the mutants, and I was like, oh, is this going to tie? Like, this is is this how they tie the mutants back into? Yeah, that would have been amazing. That would have been cool. And for all the listeners, yeah, William Stryker, you're probably knowing from the X-Men movies, but he's the one, like Paul said, he was a Weapon X experiments on Wolverine uh, in the comics Omega Red. So and I that think would be that's, pretty cool. I think that's spelled with a Y, though, instead of the yeah, I. Yeah, it right? is. It is, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, again, all theories are cool at this point, and I'm down to hear them all. I wanted to talk about a little bit more about the next meeting with Dottie and Wanda, but... Do we care at all about Vision's meeting with the boys and he eats the gum? Is there anything good there? I mean, again, funny, it's, just, it's just more of going into the sitcom stuff. The the guys, the way they're acting, were exactly how the actors would act in the shows from that time period. So otherwise, nothing significant um, to me. I do want to say Big Red. It's more red. I mean, that's yep. Wanda is red. Viz is red. So just the act that, you know. Here, take this. They could have made anything. Could have been Juicy Fruit, but they chose Big Red. Exactly. He did have a cool line where his friend or his coworker goes, oh, I thought you were square. He goes, nah, dude, I'm round as they come. Yeah. <laughs> that was the probably the, the funniest scene for me, personally. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like episode one, she was like, oh, that explains the empty fridge. Like, I thought that all that shit was, it was funny, but also explained 
like they're in this world with and all this inexplicable things around them and then they start to make sense and click over time thinking about mm-hmm. it like a dream like luke's saying let's quickly just talk about the Dottie and wanda scene because once they're all at the i guess it's the clubhouse the you know the country club wherever they're all the girls are meeting and Dottie's yeah. talking about the fundraiser first of all i want to give a shout out to shoshana from the magicians actress jimmy did you see that the yeah baby yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, she's one of the girls that are there but also agnes has a funny line here about saying like how did anyone do this shit sober and she's like just drinking liquor or whatever it is yeah but this is another direct scene where when wanda and Dottie are talking after the whole meeting goes through shit gets weird reality starts bending and the radio starts saying directly to her uh what is it who uh, it's uh wanda wanda who's doing this to you wanda 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 come in wanda at first i thought that was chris evans captain america voice but i i don't think it is i was i was trying to piece it together too i was trying to guess which mcu character it was i mean i i guess it's not confirmed but online it's pretty much confirmed that it's supposed to be jimmy woo he's the fbi agent from ant-man and the wasp and he's already confirmed to be a cast member for this show so i think it's supposed to be him what I liked about this scene, too, is that here we kind of get uh, a time lapse in my mind, as you want to say. Like the first episode kind of had a 50s vibe to it, whereas this one is transitioning to us to the 60s. Like you kind of see some costume changes. Um, you see some hairstyle changes. And even the the song that uh, helped me, Wanda, it's actually like based off a real song called Help Me, Rhonda. <laughs> and it's came out in the 60s it was a beach i think it was a beach boys song maybe cool oh, um, catch. but and that kind of and then that kind of leads us towards the end when she's all of a sudden pregnant i mean we'll get to that point at the same time but each it seems like each episode be, seems to be a transition in time from like 50s to 60s and then we'll get to the 70s 80s kind of thing wow yep. i think you might be exactly right like it's is going that way as it gets more technology more color all of this like yeah because then we get colors in the uh, 80s so yeah i think then again i can't remember if i'm reading this for rumors or if it's confirmed but dave what you're saying is pretty much yeah it's like 50s 60s and then with 70s and 80s they're gonna do like what's 70s i can't remember 80s is like full house or something and then 90s is roseanne so they're okay. gonna go through it okay and there's a rumor that the 2000s is the office that no would be way. So, wild. Yeah, I don't <laughs> we know. We get a little documentary style from WandaVision. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, the, at the end of this scene, it ends with uh, the radio freaking out, Dottie holding the glass, and for some reason, she Dottie freaks out and breaks the glass in her hand, cuts it. We see color once again. It's the red blood coming out from her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't freak out from the pain or, or the cut, she's pretty much just like, you're good. Yeah. And just like, it's a, you know, it's just another weird situation where you could tell not everything's right because well, we know she's supposed to be a bitch or character, but at that specific scene, kind of like, I mean, didn't you guys think it was a little weird that how shitty the night went for the dinner party. And then at the end, Mr. Hart's like, you're my boy vision. You're going to get that promotion, you know, yeah. good job. So the same thing kind of happened here. I mean, Dottie's person, wasn't she screaming? Not like screaming something, but she was kind of freaking out at Wanda. And then the cut happens. She was talking during the meeting. She was disrupting her and she wasn't like being typical, you know. And then she breaks the glass and then she's kind of not in her face anymore. Right. They were literally 
they were literally talking and saying Wanda Wanda said, "Oh, I thought we got off on the wrong foot, and I'd like to fix that." And Dottie's like, "Well, how would you fix that? Like, it's too late. I already don't like you." And then she has the line, Wanda, that is saying, "Whatever you thought, I like. Trust me, I don't mean any harm." Yeah. So maybe that's her having a conversation with somebody that's watching her and perceiving her. And she's just tying it in to make sense to her at the moment. Hmm. So, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, the- what, that, that's what I was thinking with, you know, the helicopter after you said, maybe it was a real helicopter that came in trying to get into her reality. When it did come into reality, it didn't make sense in that current reality. So she changed it to make sense. Right. Yeah, and before we get into the performance, which I thought was pretty funny with Paul Benny, apparently gum makes him seem like he's hammered. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. This is where we meet Geraldine, whatever Paul called her. Geraldine. Geraldine. <laughs> Geraldine. And, uh, she's Monica Rambeau in, in the MCU. We met Monica Rambeau and Captain Marvel when she was little. You know, obviously there's the time lapse because Captain Marvel was was in the past and she's going to be, you know, you know, what do we think here? I mean, she's obviously one of the characters that she <laughs> seems like she's mind wiped at times. She seems like she's not in a real reality at times. Big theory is that Monica Rambeau, she's she would be working for S.W.O.R.D. She's being an inf- infiltrator into the reality, but then she got controlled into the reality herself. Hmm. I'm thinking now that like S.W.O.R.D. I'm just already thinking that like sword is probably already established and is probably the people that are trying to contact the Scarlet Witch. Now that we keep talking about, it, I'm thinking in my mind, they're trying to somehow signal Wanda. Right. To so realize you're allies, allies trying to wake her up. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm kind of thinking as, as we're kind of talking through it, that's what I'm kind of piecing <laughs> exactly together. Exactly how I felt. We're, I'm convincing <laughs> myself of it. Yeah. <laughs> but then but, we're going to get to it next scene. Do we, all right, we could still, let's talk about the magic show because yeah, get into it. Yeah. It, it it was hilarious when vision shows up and he's just absolutely hammered and Wanda mm-hmm. doesn't even really care that much. She just is using her magic to make everything. Cause he, he has no regard of using his abilities in front of all the other people in the town. And she's trying to pawn it off. Like we're just fucking around and this is magic. And she's using her powers to make it seem all fake. Um, they all have a good reaction to it. They're laugh. They're a little confused. Then they're laughing and then they, they're amazed and all that. But, you know, I mean, I don't think there was there Easter eggs in this. this was just yeah, there was one right? Easter egg. There was one Easter egg. Um, so the names they give themselves themselves for the performance are Glamour and Illusion. Yeah. In the comics, that's actually um, when Wanda and Vision are like living together or something. It's like they're friendly neighbors who are magicians, but they're actually superheroes. So they just do these like kind of performances to you know, bring back magic essentially, but their names were glamour and illusion. But here we see vision and Wanda doing those names. That's really cool. I didn't. Yeah. And, and glamour has come about in the first two episodes, a few times, like they're reading glamorous magazine mm-hmm. when uh, her and Agnes are trying to figure out how to please their men. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was yeah. Trip and fall. So he can catch you. So the end of the town show, um, just real quick, I thought it was fucking hysterical when he passed the hat through himself and Wanda was like, oh, it was mirrors. And somebody in the audience was like, is that how mirrors work? Like, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's how it happened. Uh, they're, I thought questioning, that was, they're questioning the nature of a reality. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Um, but then they kind of like wrap up and they try to they try to sneak out because they think they ruined it. And then like Dottie like calls them out as they're going away and saying like, "Oh, you like that was hysterical. That was amazing." Was that was that any Easter eggs or was that just you know the same? Again, um, the only thing I could think of is that end of episode one, Mister Hart's like, "Yeah, you're the best. You're gonna get your promotion. We'll talk on Monday." And then in episode two. Yeah, you guys are hilarious. Best act we've ever seen. Like, just it's if if Juan is creating this reality, she obviously wants it to be a happy ending of every episode. Gotcha. That's yeah. the only thing I could think of. And the other yeah. thing I wanted to talk about was the for the children thing because we're going to get to that in a second with the her being pregnant. But it's a big theme throughout this episode is everything's for the children, for the children, and they're doing they're chanting for the children, for mm-hmm. the children, which kind of weird. No children there during the show. Yeah, <laughs> Agnes said something like four times throughout this episode everyone keeps bringing up children to her right yeah, yeah. Agnes said why don't you have a ring on and why don't you have kids mm-hmm. yeah okay so let's get to the big uh the big, big scene here. yeah 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 I'll, I'll take the helm here so in the earlier in the episode we kind of it's the middle of the night we heard some we heard some banging outside of uh wandavision's house um they kind of don't really know what's going on that's when they kind of go out and find the helicopter so it happens again in this scene right here uh wanda hears some loud explosion or something coming from outside she decides to check it out and she's walking around the corner of her house and she sees a pothole in the ground and someone emerges from the pothole it's literally a beekeeper it literally manhole. looks like a bee manhole. yeah sorry manhole not <laughs> pothole why did i keep thinking pothole? regardless uh Pot beekeeper head. looking fuck comes out of the ground and just kind of stares at her and she says nope and then everything rewinds and resets a few things about the beekeeper um so obviously the beekeeper had a giant sword logo on his back again we keep seeing it we know it's helping and i was thinking exactly what you were saying earlier with the helicopter this is somebody getting into her reality to try to reach her mm-hmm. why why he was in a beekeepers and there was buzzing even though there was, there was bees around him like in the sewers that makes no sense yep i was thinking he's in some type of suit protective suit in the real world trying to get in to see wanda and that buzzing that she heard maybe that was the buzzing of the helicopter blades or maybe it was a buzzing of some machine that he was using <laughs> with his equipment so it's because it makes absolutely no sense for a beekeeper to come out of a manhole from the sewer so this I, is this is her making her bending the reality to make somewhat of sense in her current situation that's why i like talking about this shit with you guys on this podcast because it just helps me kind of piece together things that i wouldn't have seen going through it, watching once or twice, you know, the fact that you mentioned the sword thing is interesting because I kind of, I didn't even notice that. And then I I had earlier said that, you know, I think sword's trying to save her, but this beekeeper appears as this like ominous villain kind of character. And then when she says, nope, and rewinds time, I'm like, at the time I was thinking, okay, he's a villain, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm more of the long lines of she's just avoiding reality. She doesn't want a true reality to be, be what it is you know yeah exactly like if her reality is her envision the one that she's making the beekeeper guy who's trying to he could be an ally trying to get her out like you're saying but to her he's an enemy because she doesn't want to change whatever reality she's in um one thing about this beekeeper suit in 
Iron Man 3 were introduced, or I don't know if we're introduced to them or if that's the last time we see them. It's definitely the last time we see them. No, I think, it's, I think it's the first time we're introduced to. You're, I think you were right. AIM. Yeah, AIM. So Advanced Idea Mechanics, another evil organization. In the comics, they're founded by Baron Von Strucker. Whoa, another, what the hell? And the thing about the beekeeper thing is that their suits are called, they're called beekeepers because apparently that's what they look like. So is it AIM? Is it just another callback? I have no idea, but it's all interesting. That's the one big thing that caught everyone to get them watching for next week. And I, I think you're right, Dave. They purposely try and pawn it off as a villain. So now I'm starting to think it's just a red herring because the motif changes. It's dark music. He turns his head <laughs> suddenly and looks at her and, fl- and she like flashes back defensively. So mm-hmm. I think you're supposed to think it's a villain, but I'm starting to think that it's, it's still exactly. among this whole ally. Uh, exactly. Thing. It was crazy. I mean, if this was like, if they were combined into hour long episodes, I mean, that's how I would want episode one to end, you know, with some kind of mystery. So I like that they gave us those two episodes and ended it on a pretty high point in my mind to the standard that we had seen in these two episodes. So relative to the rest. Yeah. Relative (laughs) to what we had seen before, this was the grab you by the hand kind of episode. So the episode ends with after Wanda rewinds them, they go back into the living room Wanda looks at Vision and says, is this real? Another huge clue to she's living in her own freaking reality right now. Um, And then they kiss. They also look down and then she's pregnant. Jimmy, Jimmy, I know you in your blog that you wrote, that was one of the things that you really wanted to see. Yes. All right. So, so now we have Wanda, she's pregnant. All of a sudden we, we quickly, we skipped over the fact that they now have wedding rings, but basically again, they're making the reality here. There's a couple of theories that we can jump into, you know, we're going to get into, are there big bads? Is she doing it herself? Um, I wrote on bingetowntv.com an article about 10 things that we want to see as a group for this series. I'm going to go through a couple of them and get your guys reactions. Now that we have some you know, we have two episodes to work with and see if any of them seem like they could be coming true. So so quickly before you go through that list, just to end the actual episode itself, uh, Vision and Wanda kiss and it slowly fills the whole room with color. The world becomes colored. And like Dave was saying earlier, this is probably going to be alluding to us moving through to the 70s or the 80s in the next couple of episodes. And then the the episode ends with the quote in the background saying, Wanda, who is doing this to you, Wanda? And it's the same voice that was in the radio earlier with the Dottie meeting. And then we get a please stand by, but it's just right before the, the credits roll. Okay. So obviously the biggest elephant in the room and Dave, you said it earlier, we talked about it with the, with the wine bottle. It's the house of M story arc for me personally, house of M has a special place in my heart because that was when I was in the height of reading comics, Avengers disassembled house of M all the way for the next like five, five-ish years in that time period so house of m was a great storyline it shows the height of scarlet witch's power and it just seems like this could be where it's going but maybe in a little bit of a reverse and that's what i talk about in the article but in house of m scarlet witch suffers a breakdown after she loses her twins well we know that she has twins because first of all she's pregnant in the end of episode two and we see twins in the trailers so after she's freaking out, having this breakdown, she alters reality to attempt to bring them back. And she creates an alternate universe that takes the place of the main reality. And so Earth 616, the whole reality changes. So at this point, her her breakdown wouldn't be based on her children. 
but they'll be based on the fact that Vision's dead. So could that be something? My theory is that it's going to be a House of M kind of situation where she is altering the reality at this time, an isolated spot, wherever it is, in a town or wherever she is, I believe she's doing this to herself. So I don't think, I think there is going to be a bad guy. And again, we'll get into that in a second, but I don't think the bad guy is doing this to her. I think she is doing this herself. Yeah. Jimmy, and yeah, what I was referring to when I said this is one of the things you wrote about when she does get pregnant randomly at the end of this episode, we think this could be the introduction to her her twins that she has in the comics who she loses. But this that's something that you you wanted to see personally was her two quote unquote children. Right. And these two children, their names are Billy and Tommy, and their superhero names are Speed and Wiccan and they actually are the leaders of the Young Avengers, and there's huge rumors that the Young Avengers are going to be part of the MCU at some point. <laughs> Obviously, Dave already brought this up. We're going 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Anything can happen. She just became pregnant and pretty damn pregnant in a couple of seconds. So I'm guessing and I'm hoping that we're going to get Speed and Wiccan getting older and older throughout this, this show not just being babies, or maybe by the end of it, they're old enough. We don't need too much about them, but the fact that they exist. Another important thing here with Speed and Wiccan is that they are not Vision's kids. They are Wanda's kids with the help of Mephisto. And Mephisto is just a de- is the devil character in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's known as, he's like, everyone mistakes him for the devil. He looks like the devil, and he's and he's been around the Marvel comic universe for a long time. But basically what the deal is, is that in the comics, Mephisto wants children and he gives Scarlet Witch, you know, dark energy, whatever. He impregnates her somehow so that it's basically she has these children and he's, I don't know if you want to say the father, but he is what makes them come to be. You don't think they did it the old fashioned way? (laughs) Is dark Um, energy what he calls his penis? Yeah. The only real exposure I've had to Mephisto is playing Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, which is incredible game. It honestly shows you so much story. And at one point you go to Mephisto's realm and he makes you give a choice between like saving Mary Jane or like something weird like Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, so I love that game. It showed it's so good, but it, it shows how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the big bads, he is one of the big bads. So it would be sweet to see him get integrated into a movie or a show. And let's just jump really quick into one of the big bad options. And Obviously, one of the big bad options could be Mephisto. Okay, so he's evil. He never really has any situation where he's he's on the side of the heroes. In the comics, he actually is a servant of Thanos at one point. So if you're thinking of the MCU, think of how Ronan and some of the others were being used by Thanos to do his bidding. Mephisto actually was doing that for Thanos at one point. The thing about Mephisto is his, he makes packs. He can make things happen. He makes packs with people. So if you get something from him, you're giving something up. So in this in this situation, can he bring back Vision? Yeah, he can. I mean, there's so much that he can do. But then again, there's something that she has to give up. So he would be a cool bad guy. Also, it's rumored that Evan Peters is Mephisto. So I would love Uh-oh. to see Evan Peters as his old Quicksilver self, just, just for a cool multiverse kind of thing but there is rumors that he's mephisto that would be really cool if 
Wanda already made a deal with Mephisto, and that's why she's so crazy. Like, if she she lost Viz, she lost her brother. Maybe she like went and found Mephisto, made a deal with him, and was like, "All right, I'll give you Vision back. I'll give you everything you want. You're just gonna become insane." Yeah. And then she doesn't she doesn't remember it. She goes crazy. That would be wild. So she comes out. Vision is still alive. Luke, that would explain why they're showing Vision throughout like his little solo adventures on the side. But the likelihood of that happening is like less than 1%. But <laughs> I mean, did you, guys, cool. you guys hear the rumor that she could be the big bad in phase four, Wanda herself? No. I was literally actually going to try and piece together like i forget what at what point when we were talking that i was thinking hmm like this is kind of like reminding me of like phoenix or uh what, what was phoenix, her name yeah. dark phoenix. phoenix yeah i was just like if mephisto did have a role to play in all this and kind of maybe not directly as what paul said but you know kind of knock some gears around in her head to where she now becomes a villain i think that would be honestly awesome because we've been saying it over and over again she's one of the strongest people in all of mcu her powers are literally limitless at this point in time. So seeing well, how they could come together and fight her would be interesting. Yeah. So think about this. Okay. This is from my article too. I already went through it a little bit, but house of M Wanda suffers a severe nervous breakdown and starts altering reality. She has to have people as strong as Dr. Strange and professor X. Now let's wink at Dr. Strange. Cause we know it's a fact that she's going to be co-headlining multiverse of madness with Dr. Strange. And I guess they're filming it right now. It should be out next year. Hopefully it's out next year. So the end of the House of M arc shows that Magneto, who's her father, which again, we want to see Magneto, but her real father is Magneto in the, the MCU. It's not, but again, we'll see if that gets retconned. Magneto beats the shit out of Quicksilver and kills him. There's some reasons for it, but I don't need to get into it. Wanda is strong enough to bring Quicksilver back to life. And she says to her father, Throughout her life, all he cared about is his mutant superiority, trying to be uh, superior to all humans. He, he hasn't given a shit about her family, her twins, her or Pietro. So she says, I'm taking away what you love the most. And she utters three words that change the entire Marvel comic universe. She says, no more mutants. Okay, so after that, 98% of the entire mutant population loses their powers. That's how strong she got. I mean, the whole point of this House of M storyline and the reason why Quicksilver jumps in himself, they're they're contemplating killing her, meaning Professor X and Doctor Strange and the other Illuminati. They're literally contemplating killing her because she's getting so strong and unstable. I mean, that sounds pretty damn familiar to Bruce Banner and the Hulk earlier in the MCU. Mm-hmm. But... What I'm getting at here with House of M is we don't have to have it be this exact situation because she's not going to get rid of mutants because there are no mutants. But she can use this altering power at some point to bring mutants back if they want mutants to be part of the MCU and just have the mutant gene activated by Scarlet Witch. Or is she going to change the reality of the MCU where mutants already existed? Whatever it is, that's what we're hoping for. When it comes to, you know, the House of M storyline for this show. And that actually fits perfectly with a recent Marvel announcement from Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, who is going to be joining Mm -hmm. the MCU. And Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen those movies yet, you absolutely need to. They're not in the MCU, but he the third one's going to be. And he is a mutant. So that that's going to fit perfectly with the timeline. He's going to be so perfect to bridge those universes together. The comments he can make are just 
endless. We already know multiverses exist. So I personally want Evan Peters to come back as Quicksilver. Aaron Taylor Johnson pretty much said, unless he's just bullshitting us, that he doesn't want to come back as Quicksilver. And if this is Wanda doing everything herself and she's going to make herself pregnant with twins so she can have a family, bring Vision back to life so she can be happy, we know how beat up she was about Quicksilver's death. So why wouldn't she bring Quicksilver back? But how funny would it be if she tries to bring Quicksilver back and alters reality where Evan Peters Quicksilver from Fox shows up? Now, I don't know if he needs to stay, but just, you know, as another Easter egg or whatever, just to prove that multiverses are further existing and she's bending reality. Dude, this is what we needed when we were fucking... 13 years old watching this shit man i just remember watching the x-men movies and the marvel movies and just being like why can't these ever just bridge i hate these fucking companies and it's just wild to hear that we're getting to that point in time where this just opens up marvel to be around for fucking decades honestly 30 when we're dead it's gonna be yeah honestly like they have so much content to work with it's unbelievable and i I do want to say we don't have to keep talking about house of m but i also think it's one of the coolest storylines that marvel's ever done but I think we're going to be touching on it pretty much at the end of every uh, podcast right. episode because until it gets disproven, mm-hmm. we're just gonna, it's going to be a common theme for Binge Down TV because I think that's that's kind of where we're predicting it's going. And Jesus, man, you got me so hyped for Mephisto. I hope, I really <laughs> hope that becomes real. Yeah, Mephisto will be pretty damn cool. Yeah. All right, so um, last thing that I want to get into before you guys can jump in with anything you want to talk about is. It's funny because one of our other hosts thought I was being like, oh, cute, when I brought up Vision's grave in my article, just because, like, oh, that's nice that you want him to have a resting spot. But the situation with Vision is that we know that he was destroyed, okay? His, the Mind Stone was taken. Half his face was, was, you know, broken to pieces. He was just laid where he was. Vision is a character that is Ultron, Jarvis, all this stark tech, very valuable piece of whatever, you know, equipment, if you're not going to say he's a person at this point. Okay, so I'm thinking either if he wasn't giving a rest, given a resting place, somebody, you know, is trying to get him. And you guys are talking about how you think maybe if we're not going to go the wanted doing this to herself, what if Sword or Stark, or, you know, not Stark himself because he's dead, but like Sword, Stark, Shield, Got Vision, and Wanda herself is brought in to see him or something and that breaks her. I mean, there's a theory that she, they need her to maybe she goes into him with her powers to try to reactivate him. And she's actually trapped within vision himself. And that's kind of like what you guys are saying. Like, is she in a coma or is she like in a lab or something? And they're trying to infiltrate into, you know, whatever it is, I feel like visions, Vision, wherever he is right now, whether he's got a grave and they gave him a memorial or he's stolen by some bad guys or he's taken by the good guys, I think it's going to have a big part of Wanda's situation with the rest of the show. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I really like that idea. If her being stuck in him, that would be a really cool theory to explain how this whole weirdness works. Yeah, I mean, we just got to keep the tinfoil hats on until we get the fucking finale. So, yeah, I mean, this was a huge, I knew that this is going to be a huge tinfoil episode just because we don't have a lot to talk about from these first two episodes. I mean, we just went for a while. In, uh, in saying that, what do you guys believe we're going to get? If, we're, if anything, 
next episode? Do you think it's going to be as we are talking about maybe the next level, like the nineties or the eighties or, or whatever's next, but do you think we'll continue with the storyline at all? I, I think at the pace we're going with the twins are going to come by the, if it's not the last scene of the next episode, they're going to be a main part of the next episode. That's my prediction because if she's normal to pregnant, that pregnant in the matter of a second, and we're already getting the color and the flash forward to the next decade, I think it's, that's going to be really, really quick. Yeah. I could definitely see that like opening up next episode and they're like young toddlers or maybe even older than that. I could definitely see that too. I don't really know what to expect. I think, I think I'm mentally preparing myself for kind of a couple more sitcom based esque episodes with like kind of what we saw in these two. Um, I'm just really excited to see, especially with how last episode ended. I think we're really going to start getting into the meat of these episodes and for them to have like, quote unquote, waste these two episodes. I mean, there's got to be a reason for it. So I'm just super excited to see what what's to come. Yeah, I, I hope just next episode we're going to get more and more of sword or whoever trying to break through to actually contact wanda so like we're gonna get way more hopefully like radio situations or way more outside interaction with wanda yeah so fans if you guys have any theories hit us up finstown tv twitter we have our website we love to talk about theories obviously you just listen to an hour or so of theories (laughs) yeah shoot us any messages but other than that, uh, that's going to do it for us, guys. If you like what you heard, our podcast is on all podcast platforms now. So however you get your podcasts, we're on there. If you're on the World Wide Web, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter and hit subscribe on you know Spotify, Apple, wherever. Magicians na- is out now. Yeah, we're doing season uh, five of The Magicians that just dropped on Netflix. If you're, I, We highly recommend you watch it. All right, guys, once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.